The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, here we are. And the choice, the choice is ours. Which direction we will go today. Are we going to go high or are we going to go low? I can't tell you. I might end up doing a little bit of both. We might go high, we might go low. I have uh, many topics to get to. Senator Chris Coons is going to join us. Uh, Yesterday, if you were here late on the show yesterday, you heard a conversation with a member of Congress about the, the aftermath of the shooting, the shooting at the, the GOP baseball practice. And it was a Congress, congressperson, a representative from upstate New York who talked to us yesterday at the very end of the show, and we kind of ran out of time. So we will hopefully get to speak with uh, Congressman Tenney, Representative Tenney. Uh, she's trying to work us into her schedule today. And there are a lot of topics to address today. So I said we have... Senator Chris Coons, who wanted to talk about something in health care. And I imagine we will get to the conversation about, uh, well, all of us and our demeanor and how we handle each other and political discourse, the hot topic of the day. I'm coming to you, as, as I do virtually every day, from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker here in the woods of Arden, Delaware. Arden is, oh, about an hour and 15-minute train ride from Washington, D.C. And tonight in Washington, D.C. is the annual congressional baseball game. And I think it's not a bad idea to maybe stretch my schedule a little bit and jump on a train after I leave here and go, go witness that game in a support of a show of solidarity for everybody. For both sides of the aisle. And I say that because when I went to get tickets, I looked online. I I jumped online to see if there were tickets available. Yes, there are still tickets available. However, the best possible tickets, uh, they're reserved seats on the Democratic side of things. (laughs) So if I do go tonight, I will have uh, tickets to the congressional baseball game game. 
at the Washington National Stadium on the side of the field that will be playing host to the Democrats. Can't you just see me sitting behind Nancy Pelosi? Uh, something tells me she's not going to be at the game. But I reserved, I reserved four seats, and they're, they're in a, a blue section <laughs> of, the, of the stadium. And if, if I do go, I just tried to see if my brother was in town. He's not. He's, he's uh, actually going to New York. So he will be in the New York section. Uh, but, but if I can, if I can get there, uh, maybe I'll drag some of the Blaze crew from the D.C. office and invite them to join me. We'll see, we'll see what we can find. But there are seats. Oh, look at this. There may be some seats in the GOP section as well. It's for charity, what the heck. Maybe we buy another set and we move from one side to the other during the, during the game to show our solidarity. Anybody listening in the D.C. area care to join us? We could have an, a nice little meeting of the, of the Testudo forces from the Stunt Brainiacs here on, on Puro Pelka. If you're going or if you're thinking about going, Give me a call, 888-900-3393, I was going to say first beers on me. That's probably not a good idea. That's probably actually a very bad idea. But we'll see. Maybe this is a, a good thing. I know there are some seats in Section 113 and Section 133. 113 is the third base side of the field. That's the Democrat side of the field. And, of course, the GOP is on the right. Those are the red seats. And um, I think Section 133, there's an opening. So we'll have to see. You might see me there. You might see me weaseling, trying to get a picture with some of the politicians. I do think it's important to show support. So uh, stay tuned for an update on that. Uh, In terms of other events going on today on the show, you know, I have a, a whole bunch of stupid news that I have to share with you. Uh, a, a really an ex- excessively stupid news that I want to share with you, and we'll get to that in a little bit. There is a statement from the dad of Otto Warmbier. So Papa Warmbier had a press conference and had some very interesting things to say, not just about how North Korea treated his son, but how the current administration and the past administration treated his son and his family. We'll play you some of those comments. And there's news in the Cosby trial. Just, uh, just a few minutes before we came to air, there was a, a breaking story that, that we were told, we were told that, that the... Um, the jury is deadlocked, that they can't come to a decision. So uh, I wonder what's going to happen there. And here's what normally happens when a jury is deadlocked. The judge sends them all back with an order, basically, they call it the dynamite order. And I don't know why they call them the dynamite order. I guess it means that they're kind of blowing up the reality if they don't get this done. And in this case, the judge is basically saying, you are the ones who can get this done. You are the ones best suited 
to uh, accomplish uh, some sort of verdict here. And they said they were deadlocked, so that was the problem. And in terms of a, a deadlocked jury, um, you know, can they go back and, and redo it? Can they go back and come up with an actual verdict when they say they're deadlocked? I don't know. I don't know what the, the protocol is on that. Uh, there were all kinds of legal experts yakking on CNN earlier saying, well, you know, in past times it could be they'll go back and in three hours say they really can't do it or in three hours come back with a verdict. Really? That's what you got? That's a whole lot of nothing. So we shall see. We shall see what, what, what can and what will happen in the case of um, Bill Cosby. And one of the experts actually brought up a pretty interesting point saying, you wonder if the jurors are just sitting there going, he made me laugh for so many years. I don't know if I can see him and convict him like this. You wonder. I, I don't know. I haven't heard all of it. But there, there is something strange that's been going on in that courtroom. Uh, and it's actually something that's been going on outside of the courtroom. And I thought this was bizarro. Uh, Bill Cosby has, on more than one occasion, actually done something pretty strange when he leaves the courtroom at the end of the day. Bill Cosby has, and we played it, gosh, we played it back on, uh, I think it was like June 5th. So it's almost 10 days ago that we, we played the Bill Cosby doing the Fat Albert voice as he came out of the courtroom. Do you remember it? He was coming out of the courtroom and people were cheering him on, basically giving him a congratulations, Mr. Cosby. We're with you. And this was back on June 5th. Piling on. Oh, no, that's Cosby's interview. I'll, I'll, get to the, uh, I'll get the fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. But I think the hey, hey, hey is Bill Cosby basically mocking the system. I think it's Bill Cosby saying, you got nothing. I got this. And so he's apparently done it again, not just last week, but again today or yesterday. So I think Bill Cosby believes he's got this. I think Bill Cosby believes he's walking away. And the, the hung jury, at least the deadlock jury at this point, would indicate that that's a possibility. That's a strong possibility. I'll keep an eye on it. We'll, if, if anything else turns up from this, we'll let you know. Uh, there's also, there's more video from the, from the uh, shooting event that was released. I don't know if you need to hear it. It's basically the gunfire over and over again and people saying, where is he? Where is he? So you know what it is. There is a, a new audio released of Hodgkinson, the killer. And it kind of proves that he's a little bit of a wackadoodle. Not that you needed confirmation on that, but it's, it's um, audio proof that this guy was a troubled man. That just about 10 seconds of him. The 99% are getting pushed around and, and the 1% are just not giving a damn. So we got to speak up for the, the whole country. The whole country. We got to speak up for the whole country. So he was basically saying, I'm going to have to speak up for the whole country. I'm, I'm still convinced that we need to take the high road. 
I'm still convinced that it's our job to seek higher ground and not fall into the, the I said this yesterday, I'll say it again today, not fall into the, the trap of saying, yeah, well, what about when you guys did it? No, no. And I, I played you Bernie Sanders' statement yesterday. I still stand by it. I got some angry emails from people yesterday who were saying, uh, you know, you know, um, I'm, I'm leaving you, Mike. I'm leaving you, Mike, because uh, you, you're supporting Bernie Sanders and his statement. I said, no, that's really not what I'm supporting. I'm supporting us understanding that the person responsible for the shooting yesterday was the guy with the gun, not the rhetoric that's been kicked around, not the mass media, not the Democrats, not Rosie O'Donnell. It's the guy with the gun who had the responsibility and the choice to pick up the gun and do what he was going to do with it. It's his responsibility. So to you, sir, who have decided that you've had enough and uh, without even hearing, without even hearing my interview with Chris Coons, he also decided that that was going to be a problem and told me that just speaking to Chris Coons meant that I was disqualified. Well, I'm going to lead by talking to different sides of the aisle. I'm going to lead by finding different opinions and trying to understand their opinion and try to share mine with them because ultimately I believe my argument is the right argument. I believe freedom and liberty and personal choice and personal responsibility is the answer. And I believe the communicating is what has to happen. So Dave A, you know who you are. You do listen, or at least you used to listen. But calling me pathetic for supporting Bernie Sanders' statement is not a way to make an argument. Calling Chris Coons a pathetic excuse for a man is not a way to make an argument. Just not going to work. You guys are always welcome to send me your thoughts. Mike at theblaze.com. Mike at theblaze.com. You're welcome to call 888-900-3393. You're welcome to join me on the Twitter. Today's vital question on Twitter relates to taxation because it's a focus of something I'm, I'm zeroing in on here in my state. So I do have some things that uh, I need to get to today. All right, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, let's, uh, should we talk about Hillary Clinton and her dreams of being Wonder Woman? Maybe we should. That's not in the goofy news either. No, that's not part of the goofy news. It's part of stuff that actually happened. We'll talk, we'll laugh, we'll cry. It's a lot like life. This is Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Still to come today, some really strange news. Some Saturday Night Fever news. I, I know some of you are are saying, why are you talking about a movie that was made 10 years before I was born or 20 years before I was born? Why? Because it's one of the greatest films ever made that nobody knew was going to be a hit. That's why. And you'll find out. You have to listen to find out. So uh, some big Saturday Night Fever news. Yeah, I know. It's my theme song, Staying Alive. Actually, uh, back in the day, back in the radio day, there's somewhere in the files, and it's been on the um, on the Throwback Thursday picture hit on Twitter in my past, there is a photo of me with all three living Bee Gees when they all were still with us. I guess this is kind of the showbiz section here because we will get to Hillary Clinton and her Wonder Woman obsession. I have to salute Los Angeles. I know I'm regularly tough on California, specifically on Hollywood. But uh, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti and L.A. Police Chief Charlie Beck, you are getting a kudos today. You are getting a salute from me. Why? Because tonight... Tonight at City Hall at 9 o'clock West Coast time, midnight Eastern. At City Hall, there's going to be a special tribute from Los Angeles in honor of the late Adam West, who will forever be known as Batman. TV's Batman. He made one movie, but it, it was television's version of Batman, a show that was so popular ABC had to run it twice a week. It was, as Trump would say, huge. But tonight, outside City Hall, which is Spring Street in Los Angeles, they are going to light up the bat signal in the skies over Los Angeles. I know, it's silly, but... Thank God L.A. has the chance to do this. I, I think this is actually a more reasonable tribute than when they had, what was the name of that dumb movie with the, the musical version of the, uh, La La Land? They had La La Land Day earlier this year with a bunch of people dancing around downtown. At least this is a tribute to Batman. And if you can't make it to the ceremony, Adam West family says, please, Donate to the Adam West Memorial Fund for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital or Camp Rainbow Gold, which is uh, one of those Idaho-based camps for kids battling cancer, both charities. I'll tweet out links to those later. But congratulations to you. Now let's, let's get over in the, the other showbiz department with uh, Hillary Clinton, who seems to have an obsession with Wonder Woman. Now I haven't 
haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, but I'm going to. Oh boy. Because it's directed by the fabulous Patty Jenkins. But something tells me that a movie about a strong, powerful woman fighting to save the world from a massive international disaster is right up my alley. Isn't she precious? Let's not stop her. Let's let her keep going. again on screen and off congratulations elizabeth on receiving the crystal award for excellence in film what an extraordinary achievement you are not only a creative force in front of the camera and behind it you are a passionate advocate for women's equality and opportunity i can vouch for that and i'm so grateful for your support and friendship and for your sense of humor I can't think of a more fitting person to receive this distinguished award. So congratulations to Elizabeth and to everyone. And thank you to Women in Film for your commitment to creating media that celebrates the diversity of our world and helps us see each other and ourselves more clearly. With that, I'd like to introduce Donna Langley, Chair of Universal. So there's, there's Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, talking about her Wonder Woman obsession. Every time I hear any politician, not just politicians on the left, but politicians on the right too, reading these phony scripts that sound like they're they're doing color commentary on a parade, it just makes me want to, well, I better take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, this is kind of crazy. Welcome back, first of all, to Pure Opelka. Mike Opelka here, uh, 888-900-3393. O- open lines of discussion today as we hang out and wait for Senator Chris Coons to give us a call. We're also trying to reach out again to uh, Representative Tenney from upstate New York. If you're here at the end of the show, you heard a portion of her story. She's the congresswoman who received... The email after the shooting that said one down, 216 to go from some sicko. And I want to I want to hear more from this this representative. She's a Republican who doesn't register as a Republican, a person who is uh, says she's a conservative, but gets no endorsement from the Republican Party in her part of the state of New York. Interesting, right? Uh, I want to find out more about her. There was just a breaking news piece out of uh, the U.S. Open where the golf tournament is supposed to kick off today. Well, it has. And they had a blimp over the tournament, apparently caught fire. And people parachuted out. We're trying to find out if there's any more to the story. Uh, Here's just a clip of people observing it. Hope there's no cursing. Yes. Oh, my God. 
They just parachuted out. They just parachuted out. Do you see them? They just parachuted out. They just parachuted out. Those people are parachuting out of the blimp. I will, uh, I will send you guys the video via Twitter, and I hope they're okay. Blimps over golf courses, sporting events, tennis matches, football games, kind of a kind of a thing here in America. I wonder which blimp it was. I think the Snoopy blimps are grounded, or at least they're not using the Snoopy blimps for the U.S. Open. It's probably somebody else's. We'll see, but let me let me tweet out the blimp video as we speak. It just really crossed. So you, you can see what I was talking about. Uh, craziness. The U.S. Open kicking off today. One of the big, big golf tournaments here in America. I mentioned Senator Chris Coons from Delaware scheduled to join us today. Senator Coons is a neighbor, a friend. I consider him to be a good guy in spite of his liberal leanings. He said he was going to try and give us a call from the train. He is headed back from Wilmington to D.C. And uh, I wonder if he's going to the game tonight. I wonder if he'll be there. I think, oh, is that him on the phone? Senator, welcome back to Pure Opelk. I want to talk to you about uh, several things. I know you want to talk about health care, but I'm also concerned about you after yesterday and, and your colleagues. How are you doing today? Thanks, Mike. I'm doing okay. Um, you know, yesterday was, I think, a very uh, shocking and somber day uh, in the Capitol. I know uh, several of the Republicans who were at the baseball practice yesterday morning. Uh, Jeff Flake is a good friend of mine. We've traveled together. Um, he personally tended to um, two of the wounded. Uh, I am just so grateful for the uh, prompt action and, and the bravery of the Capitol Police who returned fire. Um, the Alexandria police who responded to the scene promptly. Um, without that, uh, yesterday could have been a, a much more tragic day. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just a reminder. Uh, I think that uh, we need to we need to pay attention to mental health issues in our country, and we need to reduce the the attacks and the vitriol and the personal language used in campaigns. Um, this uh, we don't know the details yet of this gentleman, but. By early press reports, um, this was a politically motivated shooting, and that's a chilling development in our country. Yeah, and especially when when we think there are, there are folks like like the guy on the line here, Chris Coons, who who doesn't walk around with armed security. He's a guy who walks among us as citizens, and you're, you're a guy who I don't want to have to worry about you. I don't want to have to worry about any of our elected officials. It's, we've never had a congressperson killed by an assassin. And God help us if we do. I, I pray for Steve Scalise today, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Uh, his condition is still bad from what we hear. Isn't, isn't that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, critical but stable um, is what I've um, heard from uh, mutual friends, he will he will have um, at, at least one more, maybe several more surgeries, mm. um, and he, he's he's going to have a, a road to to recovery. You know, there was also a, a shooting at a UPS facility in San Francisco yesterday. Uh, I heard from a friend of mine who um, lost someone that she cared about and knew well, uh, who worked there. But we we have to, I think, be more thoughtful about security in this country and. Um, have a more constructive conversation about how we respect each other uh, and how we address some of our unresolved issues in terms of security. 
And I'm with you on that. And our our media coverage yesterday, I was kind of upset, Senator, I have to tell you, at my own business, because the UPS shooting, where there were people killed, got almost no coverage. The yeah. the London fire, which had dozens injured and a dozen killed, had almost no coverage compared to this. Now, granted, this was in the backyard. This was part of our government, et cetera. But um, part of my industry needs to watch what it's doing, too, and make sure we're not throwing gasoline on places we shouldn't be throwing it. But are, are you going to the game tonight, sir? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I have a long planned speech, and then I'm coming home. Um, it's funny you mention that because I, I was thinking of saying to my staff, gee, do you think I should buy a ticket and go, even though, you know, that, that would mean I really wouldn't get home until tomorrow. Uh, I have a whole bunch of appointments, events, speeches uh, in Delaware tomorrow. Um, but uh, I may buy tickets and send some folks from the office if they want to go, just just out of solidarity. I think it'll be a sold-out game tonight. Um, and I, I think, you know, this is one of the few remaining traditions of bipartisanship. Uh, you know, they play hard. They, uh, you know, for a bunch of old guys, they play a pretty tough game, I understand. <laughs> um, but it's the practices running up to it and the the game itself that, you know, it allows the families and, uh, members to spend some time together, and uh, you know we just don't have enough uh, opportunities for uh, really spending time together. Um, I was just writing uh, some thank you notes uh, last night. Uh, I traveled to Southeast Asia with Senator John McCain and with uh, Senator John Barrasso, both Republicans, um, along with eight members of the House, Republicans and Democrats, to a regional security conference, and it was moving. Um, to be able to visit the prison where John McCain was held as a POW for five and a half years. Oh, my God. Um, to do a whole series of meetings about security and China, uh, North Korea, and our regional alliances. Uh, and it was a really uplifting trip because, you know, frankly, it was a chance for us to get to know each other as members and to advocate as Americans rather than as partisans. Um, and that was just last week uh, to be back in this environment. Um, so quickly, it was pretty jarring yesterday. I can imagine. I, I, I got a chill when you talked about the prison where John McCain was held. I, I, I chill up my spine. I can't imagine what it's like to be there with Senator McCain and experience that that same moment where he's looking at that place and trying to, uh, you worry about him, but he seems to be handling it better than, than any of us would expect. Um, did you hear the story about, uh, Congresswoman Tenney from uh, upstate New York and the email she received yesterday? I, I did not. She got an email and that the subject line said, one down, 216 to go. And she's also a, a congresswoman who has wow. a son serving in the Marines in Iraq right now. And someone, when she paid tribute to him on Memorial Day, somebody wrote in the comment section, I hope he comes home bagged. And so I'm I'm with you Congress I'm with you Senator on anything we can do to get the rhetoric down to where I, I always tell people when they say you're having Chris Coons on he's a democrat I said look we we can disagree without being disagreeable and that's the whole point here it's discussion without attacking each other so I'm I'm hoping we can tamp this down I'm hoping we can move forward and that's why I might be going Tonight, if I can get back in time to do the show in the morning, that's what it all it all. 
It all comes down to that. So um, hang on a second, uh, Senator. I want to step away. I know you want to talk health care, and we will. I want to hear about this new bipartisan proposal you've got working, and we'll deal with it next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. We're talking to Senator Chris Coons from Delaware. He's on the train headed to D.C. and wanted to talk about some health care when we left. Senator? Two things on that, Mike. Uh, And I've just pulled into the D.C. station, so there may be some noise in the background here. Um, You know, first, I, I disagree with the way that the Republican Senate majority is going about developing their alternative to the Affordable Care Act. There have been no hearings, no markups, no public conversation. Uh, and so I, I can't tell you what, what's in that bill or what the details are. Well, uh, uh, wait, when we're going to have... the Affordable Care Act was adopted, um, there were days and days and days of hearings and markups. More than 150 Republican-authored amendments were accepted into the bill. That's a piece of that history that's not, I think, widely known. Um, but in a day where I'm trying to focus on bipartisanship, um, I just wanted to emphasize that Senator Bill Cassidy and I um, have a bill together. We, we introduced it in the last Congress um, when uh, Obama was still president. And, you know, it was unclear whether we would be repealing the Affordable Care Act, uh, whether there would be a new Republican majority and Republican president uh, working together to repeal the Affordable Care Act this year. Uh, but it's a bill we're going to keep working on together. Um, it it provides for uh, a direct to beneficiary uh, modest cash benefit if you go sit down with your doctor and have a conversation about end-of-life care and produce some medical directive. It doesn't say what that end-of-life care decision needs to be. You can say, I want absolutely every possible medical measure, or you can say, I want hospice, or you can say, I don't want heroic measures. Um, but it is a path forward on what has been a very hard conversation. Um, our bill has been endorsed by the National Right to Life Committee. Um, they have never endorsed a, uh, uh, an options bill before. And the approach we took was to meet with a whole series of um, patient advocacy groups, the medical groups, and to look for a solution that was about patient empowerment. Um, and I'm, I'm just encouraged that, you know, a conservative Republican senator and I uh, can work together on a bill on what is often a very divisive area. And it's also a huge cost center for us when we look at end of life, uh, beginning of life and end of life, the two most expensive parts of life in health care. And somebody posted something the other day, Senator, uh, is Senator Chris Coons on the phone with us, obviously, that said, why don't we take that group of people, that section of our life, and put them in their own pool and let the free market deal with the rest of it, that we fund whatever it is that's going to take care of that 10% 
of our population that is in the end-of-life care because it's the most expensive and try and create a program that deals with that. Uh, an interesting option, one I hadn't even thought about before, but I have a brother who is a big-time doctor who says, look, this is the biggest problem. It's end-of-life. It's the highest amount of money we spend, and it gets the least amount of health return. I love hearing that there's patient involvement here. That's the biggest thing to me as a, a libertarian. I don't want any mandates. I want exactly. patient involvement. So I, I'm going to have to do I my think, homework on this. I think this. we're only going to be able to have an appropriate and respectful conversation about end-of-life care if it's centered in um, individual self-determination and saying what we want is for individuals working with their families, and if they choose you know, to work with their families, with their uh, faith advisors or their priest or minister or rabbi, and if they want to sit down with their doctor uh, and have an hour-long conversation about what are my options and what should I choose and what should it look like, if they do that, we provide them some incentive, some compensation for having done that because, you know, doctors aren't free. Um, most doctors don't have an extra hour to just sit down and talk with patients. They should, but, you know, they don't. Um, and this is a way to provide compensation for having a conversation that, frankly, most of us don't want to have. And None of us do. Come on. <laughs> I don't I, want to have know, that I, conversation. I've recently gone through this experience myself with my father who passed away earlier this year. Hmm. It's a very hard conversation to have, but the physician who sat us down as a family and walked us through some of the choices in front of us, I, I'm really grateful uh, that he pressed us to have a conversation we didn't want to have, but uh, we did while my father was still um, very much, you know, in full possession of his faculties and able to make the choices that needed to be made. And I am just hoping that as a country we can have a, a healthier, um, respectful conversation that promotes individual liberty and self-determination in these environments. Well, it's so hard and that nobody wants to talk about. I, I'm, I'm so in sync with you on this. I lost, I feel for your loss. My dad left us December 26th of last year. Oh, so wow. we wow. had the same experience, sir. And uh, uh, I'm out of time here. Obviously, you're getting on a train. I will always have room to have this conversation with you, Senator Coons. This is uh, this is the kind of dialogue we need. Thank you, sir. And who knows? Maybe I'll see you in person again soon. That'd be great. Thank, thank you, Senator Coons. He's um, in D.C. And uh, I don't know if he's going to see me tonight. I'll be there. And we'll be back after the break. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.